Okay, welcome to the newest episode of Darty's Disciple. As always, I'm Justin, and here you are listening to the show on, uh, let's see, Spreaker, Spotify, Anchor, maybe any, somewhere else maybe, and I appreciate you listening. So Carolina coming off of their first win in weeks against Georgia Tech faced the Citadel, who also wear Carolina blue. Carolina is 19-0 all-time against this team, 26-point favorites. Carolina has not done that well this year against lesser competition. So what happens in this game? I'll tell you what happens in this game. Carolina gets biscuits. Carolina plays well. Carolina wins by 33 points. And I got to say, I think this is the Carolina team we expected to see at the beginning of the season. This is the team that we expected Carolina to be. And they improved to 20-0 all-time against the Citadel. First time they had played since 92, I believe. Um, and apparently the same referee was in both games, which is very weird. So Carolina improves a 7-4, and four, their last home non-conference game of the season. They only got two more non-conference games left, which is Ohio State, where they play in New York, and Michigan, which they play in Charlotte. So as I said in the last show, they needed to come out and dominate this game. Had to get the bench some minutes. Some minutes. Had to you know, just gain some confidence, you know, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, they were about 15 at halftime, 48 to 33, scored 52 points in the second half. Man, I, I don't think we could ask for anything more perfect out of this team. Um, they shot 49%. They held Citadel to 40%. So pretty good on the defensive end, great on the offensive end. You know, the the bench really played like the last eight minutes of the game. The walk-ons played the last two minutes of the game. First time we've seen the walk-ons all, all year. So, huge. We finally get to see Bo May. And he's undefeated in his playing career, 1-0. Carolina shot 48% from three. 48%. They've been shooting like 20% on the season. They were 15-31. Had the lights turned on? Are they going to get in stroke? Because... You know, that's how they made the run to the finals was their three-point shooting. Are we starting to see them catch fire? You knew R.J. Davis was going to improve at some point. You knew Caleb Love was going to improve at some point. Pete Nance has been pretty consistent. You know, you kind of knew Tyler Nickel was going to make some at some point. Remember, I told you he was about to have a big game. I, I called that one. Uh, Carolina held Citadel to 8 of 27 from three. I think that's huge also. Carolina made 77% of their free throws, 21 out of 27. This team is a great free throw shooting team. This reminds me of the Tyler Hansbrough years where, you know, the free throws were perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like you had the John Henson, you know, Harrison Barnes, Kendall Marshall team where they were so-so at free throws. Yeah, you even had the championship seasons, 2016, 2017s, uh, so-so at free throws. This team, though, great at free throws. They out, Carolina out-rebounded them by 16. Carolina had 13 offensive rebounds, 24 assists on the 32 made field goals. Holy crap, that's Carolina basketball. That reminds you of last year. That reminds you of all the great Carolina teams. What's the couple of things that Carolina always does when they're good? They get offensive rebounds, they shoot free throws, and they share the ball. That's what this team did today. They did all three of these things, and like I said, they looked good. They looked like a preseason top team. They didn't look like an unranked team. Um, nine steals, five blocks, only turned the ball over 12 times. Citadel only turned the ball over 12 times, but again, low turnovers for Carolina. This is huge because early in the season, they were turning the ball over a lot. So maybe they've learned how to, 
you know, hold on to the ball a little better, which is also causing more assists. So you got to like where this is going, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I told y'all the perfect thing would be for Carolina to have a 15 to 20 point lead for the last 25 to 30 minutes of this game. And that's exactly what happened. I said it'd be great if they could get the bench involved. And that's exactly what happened. They even got free biscuits. Um, what's his name? Uh, Watkins, Jack and Wa- Jackson Watkins hit a three-pointer with a couple seconds left. I'm surprised he shot it. I'm sure Hubert probably said something to him after the game, like, hey, you know, like we don't necessarily need that. You know, you could just run the timeout. But holy crap, you know, it's not often you get biscuits. It's not often the walk-ons get to play. You know, let them have fun. You know, the other walk-ons that were in there, you had uh, Landry, Pierce Landry's kid. You had uh, Creighton Lebo. So, there you go. You had May, like I said, May, who had two rebounds. And then you had Dewey Ferris also. So, all the walk-ons got in there. The rest of the bench, uh, Puff only played seven minutes. I don't know what's up with Puff's minutes. Maybe Hubert isn't happy with him. Maybe Puff isn't 100%. Who knows? But he only played seven minutes. That's like four games in a row where he just hasn't played. He didn't really do anything. He had two rebounds, one point. Uh, was 0 of 2 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3. I didn't really understand it. I don't I don't get it. I, I mean, he doesn't look bad. But I think what Hubert's doing is Hubert's playing people that can score. You're seeing Nickel getting more playing time. You're seeing Trimble getting more playing time. You're seeing Leaky Black not playing as much. And I think Hubert realized, hey, we got to score. Like, all these guys are good at defense. You know, this Carolina team is a pretty good defensive team, and no matter which five are out there, they're probably going to play pretty solid defense. The problem is certain lineups aren't going to score, and I think he's realized that now because these last two games against Georgia Tech and now against Citadel, they've gotten out there and they've scored. There hasn't been four-minute lapses without scoring like there was in the Indiana game or, you know, in the Alabama game or the Iowa State game. You know, they're not going four or five minutes without scoring right now. They're scoring, you know, maybe not every possession, but they're scoring consistently, and that's huge. So it's good that Hubert's learned. I think Hubert's kind of realized some of his mistakes early in the year. Uh, Will Shaver got a couple minutes of playing time, five minutes, had one rebound, one assist. I kind of see why he doesn't play much now. Um, He gets a little lost on defense. He's the one big – you know, he's kind of the one problem on defense out of all the players I've seen play. But also he – I don't know, man. He he looks lost on offense too, kind of. So I get kind of why he doesn't play. I've always wondered why he didn't play, and this being the first time we've seen him really play, I get it now. I get it. Um, Justin McCoy played seven minutes, had three points, two rebounds, one of three from three. It looks like he changed his shot from last year, so he wants to show it off. So he came into this game saying, hey, I'm going to shoot which I think he's realized that's why he doesn't get any playing time either is because he's a defensive specialist. And I'm not even really sure if he plays great defense, really. Even going back to last year, I'm not sure. But I guess he was just like, hey, I'm going to show off my shooting ability. I'm going to try to show off that I can score. I'm going to show off that I've worked on my shot. I still don't see him getting much playing time, though. Um, Let's see, Donchez Styles. Remember I told you it was huge for him to get some minutes in this game. Boy, did he get some minutes. 16 minutes. Nine points, six rebounds, three or four from the field. This might have been his best game at Carolina, not just of this year, but of his career. 
maybe last year's tournament game against Baylor maybe was his best game because he had that big three in overtime. But I don't know. This game was pretty big for him, man. He looked he looked good. I mean, you know, he didn't look lost. He was being aggressive. He was trying to score. Like I said, that's what's really helping this team right now is they're all trying to score. It seemed like the first few games, nobody was really trying to score. They were just kind of like, hey, you know, RJ, hey, Caleb, hey, Armando, like, you three, like, go score, like, carry us. Like, y'all are the ones, you know, y'all are the the three, you know, like, go go win us these games. Now everybody's like, hey, we need to score. We need to help out. We need to we need to go in there. We need to whoop ass. We need to show people why we're highly, recruit, we're highly recruited out of high school. And that's what they're doing, and I love it. So, Styles looked great. Uh, Nickel, who I've been saying is due for a big game, played 18 minutes, had 16 points, um, 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3. Honestly, the best play that he made in this game, though, was I don't even think he got credited for the offensive rebound, but he went up for an offensive rebound and knocked it out of the defender's hands into Caleb Love's hands, who then passed it to Tyler Nickel, who immediately went and got open on the – baseline for three drills it this kid I'm, I'm telling you right now carolina next year is in great hands with trimble nickel and washington because nickel's gonna score this kid it wouldn't surprise me if he averages 20 points one year honestly it, I'm, I'm being serious it, it would not surprise me he's got that killer instinct he's got that swagger he's got the hustle he doesn't play the best defense but you can tell he tries you know what I'm saying? Like, don't put him on the best player, but let him, you know, let him guard somebody. He's going to do well. But he finds ways to get open. He finds ways to score. He knows the right spot to be into. You look at him, he's never in the wrong spot. He knows what he's doing. I like him a lot. He's he's going to be huge for this. I hope he sticks around because he's going to be a huge-time player, big-time player. And you got to love it. This was his breakout game. I told you he was going to have a breakout game soon. I told you he was going to have a 20-point game. I still think he's going to have a 20-point game. I still think, you know, maybe in this Ohio State or Michigan game, I expect him to make a big shot in one of these games or have a couple possessions where he makes a couple points. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he scores like six straight points or maybe he hits a big three at one point. I don't know. You're going to hear his name a lot in the next few weeks, I feel like, and probably for the rest of the season. And I feel like he solidified himself as a guy that's going to get 15 to 20 minutes a game. And then Seth Trimble, probably the best point guard on this team. <laughs> I mean, played 21 minutes, two points, three rebounds, five assists. Did shoot 0 of 5 from the field and 0 of 1 from three. And boy, was it an ugly three. But he controls the offense, man. It's like... And he knows, like, hey, his shot's not that great, so he's not really trying to shoot. If he can figure out that shot, and I said this last time, if he can figure out some kind of consistent three-point shot, he's the best point guard in the country right now. Yeah, right now. He controls the offense so well. He makes the right passes. He can get to the lane anytime he wants. I'm telling you right now, he's going to score. When he becomes a starter next year, which I think he will, Hubert's just going to say, Hey, Seth, get to the basket. It's, it's just like Ty Lawson. You know, I felt like when Ty Lawson was there, Roy Williams was probably like, hey, just go score, man. Just get to the basket, score. And I think that's what Seth Trimble is going to do. And he shoots pretty decent free throws, too. Like, he's making his free throws, so that's huge. I mean, that is – that's big time. 
but boy, like, holy crap. Like, it's just fun watching them play. The team seems so much better with them out there, too. And you saw a little bit more in this game. Caleb Love controlled the offense a little bit more so than the Georgia Tech game. But you still see R.J. Davis as the point guard and Seth Trimble as the backup point guard. And Caleb Love's kind of the off guard, the shooting guard. I might even call him shooting guard because he's not the best shooter. But Seth Trimble just 20 minutes, yeah. Play him 20 minutes every game. And then Jalen Washington saw some more playing time. Six minutes, six points, one rebound, one assist. Or no, no, uh, zero rebound, zero assist. Sorry, two of four from the field. Uh, six minutes, not bad. You know, I think maybe in the Ohio State game, you know, I think maybe he ramps up to 10 minutes. But he looks good, too. He's silky smooth. He's got a great stroke. His two free throws looked – his form looked great. I like this kid. I, like I just said, I think between Washington, Nickel, and Trimble, I'm ready for them to start right now. I wish that – you know, I almost wish that Love, Davis, and Baycott would just go ahead and leave right now in the middle of the season and we could just go ahead and get to those three guys because I think those three guys might be even better – then, you know, I mean, obviously I don't know if Washington's going to be as great of a rebounder as Baycott, but I think he's got better offensive moves. Right away, he's a better offensive player. And Trimble is a better point guard than either Love or Davis. And Nickel, I think Nickel's a better scorer than Love. I think, I mean, he's probably a better scorer than Davis, although Davis is might be a better shooter. But, yeah, I think those three, I'd like to see a three-on-three game between those three and see who wins. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I think the three freshmen win. And it might not even be close. Let them play the 21. I'd, I'd pay to watch that. I think that'd be the most exciting game of the season, honestly. Uh, let's get to the starters. So Pete Nance only played 22 minutes, had 16.7 rebounds, three of four from three. He's solid, man. He's kind of he's kind of uh, fallen into uh, just a solid role player that's a starter that plays some solid. He's kind of like the – he reminds me a lot of like Jawad Williams. I wasn't going to say Deion Thompson, but he kind of reminds me more, more like Jawad Williams like his senior year. You know, you had Marvin coming off the bench. So Jawad only played, you know, 20-something minutes every game, but he put up like decent numbers. You know what I mean? He put up like 11-6 and six or 13-7. and seven, You know what I mean? Like that's what Pete Nance does. Like Pete Nance just needs to keep doing what he's doing, hustle, you know, fight for the ball, get rebounds when he can, make shots when he's open. And he's doing it, man. Like, you know, he's not trying anything stupid, you know. So, good for him. Leaky Black, only 14 minutes, five points, three rebounds, two assists. Yeah, Leaky, you know, it started off well for him this year. But I think, honestly, he's just starter by name now. I don't think he's – unless – the other team has a guy that's scoring a lot of points and we really need to shut him down. I don't see Leaky Black ever playing 30 minutes again. And maybe he's still hurt, maybe. Maybe his ankle's still hurt. I don't know. But, man, he just – he can't score. And this team needs scoring. You know, you got Love and Davis who play pretty good defense. You don't need – really need uh, Leaky Black with this team. Which kind of sucks because I do – like I said, I like Leaky. I think he can be a, a good player, really. In the right system. I just don't think this is the right system anymore. I don't think this team fits him, and I think you're seeing it with him not playing much these last few games. But he still contributes. I mean, you know, like I said, five points, three rebounds, two assists. That's pretty strong, man. I mean, what more do you really want from him, honestly? Like, I'd be happy with that stat line. Maybe he can play like 10 extra minutes. You know, 14's a little low, but I don't know. You know, like, maybe that's just what we expect from – Leaky Black now. R.J. Davis, 
only had six points in 20 minutes, two rebounds, three assists, two of six from the field. He just didn't really do much, honestly. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like you kind of think back on this game, you're like, really, was R.J. Davis even in there? He made it, you know, like, yeah, I, he made two threes. That's it. Two or four from three. Uh, I honestly don't even really remember him playing in this game, which is fine. I mean, you know, you won by 33. They covered the spread. They were 26-point favorites. So, I don't, you know, you're going to have games like that sometimes. But it, it's just weird. I think this is like the first game where I'm like, R.J. Davis played, like, but he didn't do anything wrong. He just – I don't remember him really playing. Uh, Caleb Love, 29 minutes, 17 points, 6 of 10, 4 of 6 from 3, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. Man, it's like he had a – that's a great stat line, really. But then you watch the game and you're like, how did he get that stat line? Like, even then you're like, man, was he in all, all these plays? Like – how did he get 17 points? How did he get six assists? You know, like he made four threes. It was good to see him make four out of six threes because, you know, if he can get back to where he was at the end of last year with shooting the three, he does become a key player and a great player. But, man, it just – he's such – I don't it, – it's hard to watch him play, man. It's like does he try? Does he care? You know, like – uh you know, when's he going to make the stupid play? When's he going to make the hero play? When's he just going to make a stupid shot? I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to watch him. He's possibly in all of Carolina history that I've been watching. I think Caleb Love is the one player where it's like, do I love or hate this guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's how we all feel. I think every Carolina fan is like, is this the guy like that we we're cheering for him? But we kind of all cringe every time he gets the ball, or I don't. It's just weird, man. But great stat line. I mean, you, you can tell he doesn't like sitting on the bench, so he's always going to play the most minutes. Twenty nine minutes this game, but seventeen points, six assists. I mean, dude, if he can put that up every game, he might actually make the NBA. He keeps talking about it. Everybody keeps talking about it. I haven't seen it, but if he can do that every game, yeah, he's definitely, you know, definitely one hundred percent there. Uh, and then Baycott, 26 minutes, 14 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, that's the Armando Baycott stat line. The dude's going to average a double-double for his career, which is insane. He has the most double-digit rebounding games in Carolina history. He's getting close to the most double-doubles in Carolina history. The guy knows how to rebound, man. I don't really know what to say. He's another one of those guys where I'm like, how good is he really? Because he plays a lot of minutes, and it's like, do I see him fitting in another system? Not really. Do I see him making the NBA? No. But he just he's putting up insane rebounding numbers, and he always finds a way to get a double-double. And, man, he's going to be big in these next two games against Ohio State and against Michigan. You're going to need Baycott to – if he can do 14 and 11 against and 5 and 9 from the field in both of those games, part of me thinks Carolina wins both of them. I think if Baycott and Love had the same stat lines as they did in this game, I think Carolina can win both of those games. It's just going to be it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really tough. Ohio State's a good team, you know. Uh, they're according to ESPN, they're favored. Vegas hasn't put out a line yet, but they're favored. And then 
Carolina against Michigan. Carolina is heavily favored, which is kind of weird. But Iowa State's number 23 in the nation, man. Carolina, outside of the beating Duke and then the tournament last year, when was the last time they beat a ranked team? I mean, seriously, like, that's – like, did we beat a ranked team last year in the regular season outside of Duke? I don't I don't think we did. I don't – I don't remember. I just – I really don't remember. But it was good to see them beat the Citadel, who also wears Carolina blue. They should make them quit wearing that, actually. If the Citadel can't win one out of 20 against Carolina, they should quit wearing Carolina blue. I think that should have been written into this contract for this game. And – uh Carolina's on two-game winning streak now, which is a big deal. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> uh, seven and four. Not exactly where we thought we'd be at this point in the season, but it seems like they're turning the corner. Maybe things are going to change. Maybe they go on a long winning streak. I mean, I've seen long winning streaks before. You know, I've seen 18-game winning streaks. I've seen 16-game winning streaks. You know, I think uh, – did we have a 20-game winning streak, I think, one time in like 2001? Was it a 20-game winning streak or was that – 18. That might have been 18. But yeah, so let's uh see what happens, man. I think this Ohio State game is a big it's on a neutral court. It's a big I think that's a big indication of where the season's going to go. You know, if Carolina just goes in there and gets dominated like they did against Indiana or even if they kind of lose like they did against Iowa State, you know, you don't feel good about this season. If Carolina can fight, even if they lose, if they fight you know, and it's close and they play good. Yeah, you know, maybe. But Carolina's supposed to win this game, I feel like. I know ESPN has Ohio State favored, but I think Carolina's supposed to win. Even right now, I think Carolina's supposed to win. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a big game. Obviously, it's in New York, Madison Square Garden. I hate to say it, but I expect Caleb Love to have a big game. This just seems like a game where he's going to step up. I think R.J. Davis might have a good game. And I'm calling it right now, Tyler Nickel does something incredible, you're going to say, who's this white kid for Carolina? That's that's what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm calling it right now. He's going to – and I think maybe Jalen Washington even has a couple good plays. I think this is where the freshman kind of – if Hubert lets the freshman play, I think this is kind of the game where the national media and all the Carolina fans will be like, hey, who are these guys? Carolina's got a bench now. Carolina has more than three superstars. They got like five or six superstars which is exactly what we thought we would have at the beginning of the year. just hasn't happened yet. So that's my prediction for that game. We'll see if I'm correct. I'll be back to do a recap of that game when it's over. And until then, I appreciate you listening. Check you later.